0: is the height of hypocrisy. For this Republican-led right. Senate, but I, my job here—I don't here,
1: understand that. My job right. here is not to litigate the ethics of it. I'm an ABC political analyst, along with being a View co-host. My job is to analyze the politics of it, and I'm telling you, but the but politics. But I'm not talking about the, you. I'm talking about, I'm about the I'm people my that job are, are here. senators that are in Let me finish. In I in let you talk. Uh, in let me the finish. The Senate. Senate. The so here's, here's what's happening now. We're going we're to show Girl, please stop talking. Please stop talking right now. Because you know what? No problem. What's happening? Thank you. Thank you. I won't talk the rest of the show. No okay, problem. that's I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If you're gonna behave like this, I'm not behaving like you anything. You are. You are talking a over perspective. Yes, we understand no, I let that. No, I'm not going to talk. But and then you sh- are. But what you're doing? No, I'm not. Is fr- so I, We're not doing anything. How about this? Former FBI. We'll be right back. Don't fucking tell me what to do, do, girl, girl, girl. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. Don't fucking tell me. I won't talk the rest of the show, no Okay.
2: Problem. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about The View with me.
0: Is the world class? Yes.
2: I'll call it Deja, The View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi.
3: Well, come.
2: Welcome back
3: <laughs> Thank you, welcome to you too, Kevin
2: Nice to see you again Only one week since I last saw you Always
3: good to see you um, Last night I was going to ask you to hang out But then I thought that you would overdose on me Because oh. we're recording two weekends back to back I So I abstained
2: I would have said yes <laughs> But you would have caught me Um, Drunk off my ass at Mm -hmm. a Kate Bush concert. Tribute. Tribute. (laughs) (laughs) Put on by all the queer women of Toronto. Yeah. But I would have loved to see you (laughs) for the record.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Well, it's great to be here with you.
2: The last time I saw you actually was very traumatic because (laughs) what... The listeners don't know is that after we recorded (laughs) our last episode. Oh my
3: God. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Remember when we recorded an episode and then my ceiling started leaking? Yeah. There's like a curse. It's kind of
2: a theme. It's a theme. But Marie um, was at my house and all of a sudden she noticed it was raining Indoors. I
3: heard, like, you know, those, like, um, things you can buy to put beside your bed that makes, like, a, a rain noise to help you fall asleep? <laughs> I heard that, but it was Kevin's uh, bathroom, bathroom ceiling. ceiling and it, that, the, like, light spatter of rain turned into, like, a downpour. Yeah,
2: it's, like, it just started leaking so much. And we didn't know why and... Spencer was still here. So I have really loud and crazy upstairs neighbors. There's like an entire family that lives above me and there's constantly people in and out and they're just, they're very boisterous and they're, you may recognize them from slamming doors (laughs) and stomping up the stairs. And playing
3: saxophone and trumpet at all hours. In the
2: background of this podcast. Um, So one of, and one of the people that lives there is a little girl who's maybe like 10 and she's always singing. She's very good at singing.
3: (laughs) She is actually who opened this episode for (laughs) us today.
2: Um, And so Spencer called upstairs to be like, what's going on? Why is it raining? And... (laughs) we knew that it was like probably a toilet like overflowing and
3: (laughs) you know when you just see the water and you know (laughs) you know what water that is
2: and um so he was like is it what's going on and she was like nothing and we're like well there's a lot of water coming down and she wouldn't open the door And um, he was like, is your toilet overflowing? And she was like, no. And then then he was like, like, are you
3: sure? (laughs) And then she goes, oh, yeah, well, the toilet's clogged. My
2: brother (laughs) overflowed the toilet, (laughs) which, you know, was a lie because she was just so embarrassed. Um, And then she just she wouldn't open the door and she wouldn't let us help her. And there was like no one home. So it just kept going and going and going and just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So we were just trying to like. Uh, just like put buckets, put buckets and just like yeah. deal with it. Um, and uh, at one point we were like, well, let's just like, let's, we're going to have to just like sit down <laughs> yeah, and we were like, move set on.
3: it. We, the buckets are down. There's nothing we can do about it for now. We tried let's to sit watch down and watch
2: <laughs> the sister act. And we got only like 10 minutes into the movie and the rain, the pee water started to pick up. Yeah. And Marie was like, I don't think we can carry on <laughs>
3: no i was like i hear <laughs> i hear water in other areas of the house now
2: it started to like seep out we like closed the bathroom door and it started to like seep out under the crack mm-hmm. of the door because it was picking up it was so like much. the
3: shining when the elevator door is open yeah. and the, it's blood but it was it was about to be the upstairs neighbor's piss <laughs> water
2: yeah. and it's like I don't know. Like it is piss water, but it's like definitely there's no way that there was diluted pee water coming through, coming through the floor, through the ceiling.
3: Unless the entire family had been on a juice cleanse and also abstaining from using the washroom for like three of those days. And then they all just went to town that day. Yeah. It couldn't have all been pee. That's what I was telling myself (laughs) that, that night.
2: Eventually my landlord came and turned it off but it was very traumatizing and then we had to just avoid using that room yeah. until it dried out and it's all fixed now it's all f- but it's
3: fine and honestly if it had to happen at least it happened after we finished the episode so that there wasn't like the sound of banging and stuff in the background and water running
2: <laughs> the, yeah it it really did happen the moment we finished <clears throat> yeah it was like Cut.
3: She was listening. Psst. She like had a cup <laughs> at the floor. <laughs> Waiting to flush. And was like, take a little time to enjoy. It. Okay, good. Flush. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it felt like a scene in Jumanji yeah. or something. Like we <laughs> opened the bathroom door and it was like a tsunami. Yeah.
3: But now it's fine.
2: And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. I do have some view updates that I'd love to share with you. If you're Please. open and ready to receive that. Always Uh, (laughs) Some good news um, (laughs) Is Raven Simone has dropped new music Her single, My Single is Dropping has dropped (laughs) She's dropped a new album Hot off the heels of
3: The Masked Singer Being
2: unmasked on The Masked Singer as the Black Widow Mm -hmm. It's called 33,000 I don't know okay. why. Uh, it has like f- maybe five songs on it, but it's not released under Raven Simone. It's just Raven. So I the think, other Raven. <laughs> I'm thinking probably like Disney or yeah. whatever owns Raven Simone, and it what? probably would have been difficult for her to release music under Raven Simone. But she could release music as a new artist uh-huh. under Raven. That's my guess. That's just my theory. Oh.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Either
2: that or she's like, no, this is my new... She's like Cheryl Cole when she became just Cheryl.
3: She's like, I'm huge now. I'm joining the (laughs) ranks of Madonna, Beyonce, (laughs) and Rihanna. And
2: I'm just Raven. Raven. But I'm actually Raven about this (laughs) album. Because it's actually kind of good. It's not like... I thought I would listen to this and be like uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. But it's, it's very relaxing r music. Is that what we
3: were listening to the whole time yeah, before we started? Yeah, I've been okay. playing
2: it all day. I
3: was going to say this when we were listening to it, but I'll say it now. To me, it sounded exactly like music that would play in a lesbian bar scene in The L Word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I see that. And like that, that it checks out.
2: For me, it's kind of the perfect music that I would put on if I was hungover and I wanted to have a shower in a dark bathroom, yeah. sitting down in the shower with yeah. my head in my Between hands. Your legs. Yeah. So it's kind of, for me, it's like that type of perfect okay. music that would like relax me when I had a headache or it's something. It's
3: like hair salon music, like when you're getting your hair washed at yeah. the salon. Yeah.
2: It's good. Like it's, it's, um, It is good. I have nothing bad to say about it.
3: It's like, none of it to me is like a standout hit. There's no like Normani hit on it, but it does what it needs to do. So
2: So you know how The View has a beautiful new tradition um, with Darlene Love on the show? Yes. Where she comes and sings her song. Is it called Baby Please Come Home or is it called something parentheses, baby please come home?
3: I think it's called Christmas parentheses, baby
2: please come home. Yes. parentheses. parenthesis. Sigh. So she, I recently learned that she's very active on Facebook (laughs) and she has been speaking out against NBC because they recently had a Christmas special called Christmas in Rockefeller Center where uh, they light the Christmas tree and they yeah. have performers come and sing. And instead of booking Darlene Love to sing her song, yeah. they booked um, Alexis Newell and Skylar Astin, who's from Pitch Perfect. made Alexis Newell? Alex, Alex, Alex Newell, Newell. Was on Glee and like the Glee project. And they have that song that's like. Right, <laughs> yes.
3: Yes, it was when when Mercedes was like leaving high school, Alex Newell's character came in.
2: Um, so they performed with this other Pitch Perfect guy. And Got I have it. to say it sounded it. awful. Oh,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I am really, really surprised by both of those choices, because I thought you were going to be like they replaced Darlene Love, who's like a recognizable name, but not exactly like not everyone would know who that is. But I thought you were going to say they replaced Darlene with like Adina Menzel or like someone who's like has more star power, not someone who actually has less star power. It's
2: because there's a new show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is like a version of Glee where Uh, this girl has some sort of disease where she sees it's like she can read people's minds, but through song like um, she uh, can read your thoughts but always in the form of like a glee dance number does that make sense it doesn't matter no I but it's that's like a new it makes show. sense
3: in the way that I understand what you're telling me it doesn't make sense that that's a show that NBC is trying to make it happen. also looks
2: p- terrible but yeah. those two people are starring in it okay. and that's why they put them out there to sing Darlene's song right. Darlene got wind of that and was not having it she wrote on Facebook <laughs> I'm gonna read her post Once again, I was snubbed by Brad Lackman Productions, who produced the Rockefeller Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony. And instead, they book another artist to perform my song, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Oh, that's the correct titling. (laughs) Each year. Such an insult and letdown. They book these young artists who can't even hit the notes properly and are off key. Makes no sense. That's my song and I'm still alive. Show me some respect. My publicist has been trying for over 10 years to lock this performance down no. for me. And they keep saying that I'm not their demo or not big enough. And I would on- they would only book me if Bette Midler or Bruce Springsteen Stop. would do it with me. I would never ask my friends to do that. If you want them, go through their team. this business can be so unfair at times don't get me wrong i'm truly blessed for what i've accomplished at 78 years of age but it's still a constant struggle to stay relevant and convince those who control the industry that i'm worth it i'm turning off the tv gotta rest up for my holiday tour thank you to all my fans and friends who do support me you keep my spirit happy and alive love darlene
3: oh my god what I'm a blessing still alive <laughs> and
2: I, show me some respect
3: what a blessing for all of us I'm
2: happy that she's so willing to speak openly about yeah, this
3: and about how they couldn't hit the notes yeah. I almost had a full spit take when you said that
2: <laughs> um, Megan McCain ran to her defense on Twitter oh my god. <laughs> writing hands down one of the best parts of being a co-host of The View is getting to hear Darlene Love sing Christmas and then she wrote parentheses, baby please come home <laughs> live for our show tradition. It's her song and no one performs it better. All I have to say is NBC's huge loss.
3: I think that like okay, n- I think that <laughs> no one who's receiving this news is being like, "Oh my god, thank God they booked Alex Newell and Skylar <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's almost like a moot point because like I'm sure people would enjoy Darlene's preference as much and also I don't think anyone cares either way. No.
2: <laughs> I do like that they do this tradition on the view yeah. that they they carried it forward from Letterman. Um because it's just so funny that mm-hmm. Darlene is like the one constant on The View the last yeah. five years. Um, because the co-hosts change around her. Each year they get on stage <laughs> off to the side and bop around with her. Each year and each she year has to
3: memorize com- a new set of names.
2: Yeah, that's the challenge. Um, she also wrote on Facebook I know some of you object to me doing the view but please just put aside your political views for this one time the producers at ABC treat me well and with respect they produce my entire segment pay my entire band singers and me too and cover all my expenses (laughs) and then (laughs) she also wrote um Christmas baby please come home um, oh, she was like, catch me on December 20th singing my song in celebration of my fifth year performing on the show. And they just confirmed a very special guest to sing with me. I'll give you a hint. He's super sexy, one of the top young R&B vocalists in the biz. And he recently posted a photo of his social pages that went viral. Oh, my God. Jason yeah. Derulo is going to be like, performing Well,
3: with it's either Mario Cantone or <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs>
2: I love that she's like the view is the only place that shows me the respect that I deserve. Yeah, they're the only (laughs)
3: place that pay me to sing. Yeah. (laughs) Good grief.
2: So I happen to love that.
3: You happen to darlene love it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, well my last view update is just to say that there is currently a petition circulating. (laughs) Um (laughs) Is it on change.org? I'm not sure where the petition is. It's probably change.org. And the petition is to get Barbara Walters to appear on New Year's Eve on ABC to ring in the New Year. So that people can hear her say, I'm Barbara Walters yeah. and this is 2020.
3: Oh my God.
2: The petition says simply, it will make the world a better place yeah. and give people something to look forward to at the end of 2019. And it has nearly 5,000 signatures.
3: And after this episode comes out, I expect that
2: to just <laughs> skyrocket. Ex- yeah,
3: absolutely go viral.
2: I would love to see that and I do agree it would make the world a better place mm-hmm. if she's interested, capable, and willing to receive that yeah <laughs> information. I would also
3: love if the person like who's throwing to it is ABC New, New Year's Eve reporter Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Well she's she was not, introducing she, it.
2: that's um Is she not doing that's it? a view update. She's oh not doing New Year's this year. I don't know why. Maybe I can find out quickly.
3: I wonder if it has something to do with her masked singer contract with Fox. Maybe she can't do an ABC thing right now.
2: No, because she did it last year. Oh, yeah. Let me just read what this people.com article (laughs) says. Oh, it just says that she's skipping it to spend time with her family. And she revealed it on Kelly and Ryan that she's bowing out. So... Whether she got fired and she's saying that she's bowing out or what, she is not doing it this year.
3: Maybe her pay for Masked Singer was good enough this year that she doesn't need to stand out in the cold surrounded by people wearing adult diapers.
2: That's inter that's an interesting choice. I feel like she must have been fired because it doesn't it just doesn't add up to <laughs> not take that Not
3: take a gig.
2: Yeah, especially when it's one where probably so many eyeballs are yeah. on her and it's it's probably like one of the few things that people know her for besides being anti-vax. <laughs> so I'm not buying that. But yeah, she's not doing it this year.
3: Oh my god. Who is doing it this year?
2: Ryan Seacrest, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> don't
3: and maybe listen, Barbara Walters.
2: I, I do view news. Okay. I don't just do <laughs> ABC news. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Even if they can't get Barbara which I'm sure they can't they could still like you know throw to a video yes
3: they could literally just play an old clip of her at midnight of her saying I'm Barbara Walters this is 2020
2: yeah or even if someone could just tweet from her account
3: yeah
2: it'd be a viral tweet
3: my mission for the next two and a half weeks is to hack Barbara's account (laughs) stay quiet and dormant and then tweet that on Eve. yeah i'm barbara walters and this is 2020
2: let's move on to something hotter
3: (laughs) wait kevin do you hear the crackling of a hot fire
2: no that's just my space heater (laughs) (laughs) that was recalled by amazon
3: (laughs) 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 that's just the upstairs neighbors
2: (laughs) lighting a trash can fire to keep warm
3: (laughs) or it's hot topics
2: oh yeah it is hot topics Um, give it to us so here's a hot topic Mm -hmm. in general the hot topics have been about impeachment which you know they've been lukewarm for me but this one made me laugh a bit so according to Whoopi a constitutional scholar named Pamela Carolyn, which, what is a constitutional scholar? I, I guess know. it's Meghan McCain. It's someone oh who has God. the constitution <laughs> on their nightstand. <laughs> she took heat because she made an analogy during her testimony. I guess this is in the hearings. Yep. She made an analogy that said, just because Trump's son is named baron doesn't mean that you can make him a baron. Mm. And people got all upset because she invoked Baron <laughs> Trump's name. <laughs> People were saying it's so inappropriate and nasty uh-huh. to invoke the name of a child in this hearing, in this context. Yeah. Do you think it's nasty and rude to talk about Baron Trump?
3: No. I, okay, it's like, number one, I agree with Whoopi when she was like, they weren't making fun of Baron. It was like a play on words. Do I think that it was like entirely appropriate and the best use of her time? No. But do I think it was like rude and horrible? No.
2: Like he's so well off. Like no matter how much we bully this mm-hmm. child, he'll always His life will always be, be better. better than yours. <laughs> yeah.
3: He, it, the other stupid thing about it to me is like, um. who was it that brought up? Oh yeah, Abby brought up like, asked chelsea clinton how she felt about being talked about but like chelsea clinton and the bush sisters got terrorized in the tabloids more than Barron ever will i feel like abby thought she was like really doing something by bringing that point up but it really just like made her argument seem weaker because it was like we're that's not the same thing
2: melania trump got upset and she tweeted a minor child deserves privacy and should be kept out of politics Pamela Carlin, so I guess her name is not Carolyn. You should be ashamed of yourself and very, and ashamed, you should be ashamed of your very angry and obviously biased public pandering and using a child to do it.
3: It's like totally insane to me that what that woman said is being is giving this label by Melania. And then like, it was like the same day or like the day after when Trump was like, Ugly ass Greta Thunberg <laughs> better <laughs> yes. calm down. Like there's just no sense to it.
2: Yeah, obviously, like, neither of us care about this, but I wanted to include it in our Hot Topics just because I thought Abby's response was so funny to be yes. like, this is sick.
0: I might be the only one here that, that sees this as pretty sick and a total sick. low blow and stupid. I, yes. But why is it because sick? Because you could also read the joke as barren, meaning something that's dignified. she said it was a joke. It was an it's analogy. A, no, it's, an, it's not. A, not it's a, she didn't mean yeah, it as a pun. joke. But she why was you just, But yeah. Why do you think it's, it's sick? Talking to because I think political kids, unless they're out on the front lines, I think they're off limits. They yeah. were talking about this instead of every headline being about the impeachment. But what are, I they Keep, the are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to just put, you know, you know also tape they, over their mouth and but, the, but can I just say too, the kids in cages argument, it's brought about every other day on this show and elsewhere because I feel like that's always the defense that you go to to defend what you can't defend on the well, Democratic let me, side.
3: One thing that I thought was really funny also, who was the fifth chair that day?
2: oh barry weiss okay
3: barry white
2: (laughs) controversial
3: okay the whole gag of the segment to me was like when Whoopi and joy because they were first they were the ones first talking about the topic before it went to abby and they were both like it wasn't even a joke it was a play on words like what's the big deal it's fine and then barry weiss tries to jump in like being like like Friendly with them And it's like I can imagine myself Saying that Can't you Joy wouldn't you Like can't Wouldn't we all Just kind of say that <laughs> Joy Like don't even Look at her They're just like Yeah so um, <laughs> And the rest of them Just go on Talking about it And Sunny talks about it And Barry It's like Barry's Not even there
2: um, So that brings us to My other fave uh-huh. Hot topic Which is about <laughs> Greta Thunberg but yeah. I always thought it was Thunberg but I guess oh. it's Thunberg but I've always been saying in my head Thunberg
3: I've been saying it completely wrong I've been saying Thunderberg. Mm. so we do
2: very deep research before <laughs> getting into these topics especially today
3: okay so Greta
2: Time Magazine named mm-hmm. Greta the Person of the Year, which I guess is like the most influential person yeah. of the it year. it doesn't
3: mean like it's not necessarily, a, it doesn't have to be like a good thing because they have made like Hitler and other people Person of the Year when it's like
2: How it's long about has about this been going changed. on? Like, I think it's from like Time the magazine.
3: I think it's from the 40s I think the Person of the Year title is since the 40s Or maybe even earlier than that
2: well first of all let's start with this do you agree that she should be named the most influential person of the year
3: sure like why not it's true that she has had a big amount of influence if that's what it's based off of and and her reach is quite global if it is based on influence (laughs) and like her global reach i feel like yeah it's pretty it's pretty high up there in terms of people this year so like yeah go for it
2: yeah like i don't have a better answer yeah i also don't think that like she gives a fuck yeah like she does not care no and like i think i saw a tweet that was like um she it was like this is just what she predicted because like in one of her speeches it was like people are gonna give me awards now (laughs) And not do anything about climate yeah. change. And she was like,
3: don't make me into, like, a false idol, basically, something like that. Like, don't just, like, paint murals with my face on it and then do nothing, which is, like, it kind of exactly what's happening.
2: Okay, so when Trump saw that Greta was named, he tweeted, So ridiculous, Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. <laughs> chill, Greta, chill. And then she incorporated that tweet into her Twitter bio. Yeah. Which is just like the media response to it is so annoying to just hear yeah. people be like Greta throws shade at yes. Donald Trump <laughs> in the clapback of the yeah. year.
3: Greta is all of us with this yeah. <laughs> response, with this fire response to Trump.
2: Greta's response is a whole mood. Oh my God. Like it's so annoying, but um, I, I mean, of course it was like a huge story yeah. because it, it was so ironic, especially coming off of this
3: barren gate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So,
2: and then two seconds later, he's bullying a 16 year old. Also, I think it's funny because people will play the age card, like in both ways. Like they'll be like, she's only 16. This poor innocent 16 year old can't handle being bullied. Like, how Mm -hmm. dare you? She's a child. But then on the flip side, they'll be like, at 16 years old, she's the most influential yeah. person in the world. She's so, like, smart and above her years. Like, it's so funny how people will just, like, insert 16-year-old, yeah. like, wherever it's convenient. I just saw a statement that was released from uh, on behalf of the first lady uh-huh. because people were like, so what do you have to say to the him bullying a child since your whole thing is about bullying and it says be best is the first lady's initiative and she will continue to use it to do all she can do to help children it's no secret that the president and first lady often communicate differently as most married couples do their son is not an activist who travels the globe giving speeches he's a 13 year old who wants and deserves privacy so they're like it's okay to bully her because She is an activist who delivers speeches. (gasps) All right. So fucking
3: stupid. Anyway, um, on The View, we talked about this. um, Megan. Okay, so (laughs) when they first started talking about this, Megan kind of played it really safe, had a a good answer, and was like, I... Uh, I'm not going to like talk about it because I don't believe like I still believe that um, that children like we shouldn't be like talking badly about them in public and she is a kid and even though I don't agree with her and then she was like and you know how I feel about the. Um, the climate, like, scare is is the left's religion or something. It's hard for
1: me to talk about Greta Thun, Thunberg, mm-hmm. Thunberg because she's 16, uh, and I still don't believe in attacking underage people. Yeah. Yes. I disagree with her. I think everyone knows how I feel about climate change as a religion on the left, but I'm not going to attack a 16-year-old in the same way that I don't agree with attacking Barron Trump.
3: I honestly, didn't know that Megan felt that way.
2: Well, she's not, like, it's interesting because she doesn't seem like she's a climate change denier. Yeah. She just... Is a I don't care (laughs) Like she's not Sitting there being like Science is fake Yeah But she has Repeatedly said like It's not My top issue By any means Okay
3: So then yeah So she kind of like Played it safe Was like I'm not gonna say Like I don't I think that It could have been A better choice But I'm not gonna like diss Greta Yeah And
2: then But then she proceeded To kind of diss Greta Then
3: they went around the table Then it came back to her And she was like, you know, (laughs) no. she was like, where do you go from here? Like, you're already 16. You're your time. You're on the cover of time. How do you top that at 17? But it just came across extremely shady. Well,
2: it was just funny because she was like, I'm not going to I'm not even going to go there because I'm not going to like, you know, like get into it about this like 16 year old. Yeah. But then as time went on, she like. (laughs) forgot like her plan which was to not talk about it and uh-huh. then just started talking about it And then
1: <laughs> I, I just didn't think she earned it in the same way that the whistleblower did
0: when it oh. comes to influence this year oh all right, that, the, the, that's what it's supposed to do right the time cover it's always been a polarizing or, but the, the whistleblower yeah. is in a, specifically an american situation she's really global so she has more influence in a way yeah. than with the and whistleblower because everybody I breathes the air with
1: it I don't (laughs) don't agree with her as a choice. And I also think if you're 16, this is a, this is, is this peak for her? What comes next? I mean, this is a high, high bar for her to. She's really smart. I'm not saying she's not smart. I'm just saying that the media is putting her at a level that I don't know how you could possibly live up when you're 17, when you're already Time Magazine. But you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) so then this Daily Beast headline came out that was like, uh, Megan McCain wishes that she could attack 16-year-old climate oh activist God. Greta Thunberg because she was like, I can't talk about it and then accidentally started talking yeah. about it Um but then, you know, our friend Soledad O'Brien, yes. who always <laughs> tweets about Meghan McCain. Yes. She even defended Meghan and was like, I'm not a fan of Miss McCain, but this headline is wildly misleading. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not going to attack a 16 year old in the same way I don't agree with attacking Barron Trump. This article is BS.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So she was being Deja the View and reading the Daily Beast. <laughs>
3: It wasn't to me it didn't even feel like it was like about Greta it felt that it was about how it wasn't the whistleblower. Yeah. She seemed she like just she was, like was, was like really it have been Yeah, else. disappointed, upset that it wasn't the whistleblower because she was like give Abby's dad a chance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the next hot topic on the roster?
3: The next hot topic is is Richard Jewell, the film, canceled?
2: (laughs) Because a newspaper is threatening to sue.
3: Yeah. The movie production company, I think it's Warner Brothers, because in the movie, so the movie is based on real events. It's about the explosive device that a security guard found at the, it was at the 96 Olympics. And the the guard who found it um, ended up being fingered as the like main suspect by a paper and there was a whole thing until they figured out really he was just trying to get it out of there blah blah blah. So the movie is directed by Clint Eastwood and that's what it's about. And there's a woman in the movie played by Olivia Wilde and she is a real a a real person, Kathy Scruggs, who was a a journalist who has since passed away. But in the movie they depict Kathy Scruggs as sleeping with an FBI agent played by John Hamm and the insinuation is that she does it in order to get information about the Richard Jewell case that is what a lot of people are taking it as Olivia Wilde defended it and said that what she thought was that like in the movie world her character and John Hamm's character kind of had an ongoing thing, so it wasn't like she was using him. That's what Olivia Wilde has said. But the 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 journalist family, the newspaper, everyone is like, why would you do this in when the woman is dead?
2: Right. So there, people are saying that there was too much artistic license exactly. taken. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the crater question here yes yeah. they're saying they're talking about on the view like is that if you okay?
3: rewrite history in a movie does it kind of bleed into fact and then people just assume that because it's in the movie based on real events that it is exactly how things happened
2: so they have a discussion about this and it's whatever but here's where we come in <laughs> the women who kept the lights on at, at fox, fox. megan mccain brings up how Uh, She's been a a victim, I guess, of this, her family, because uh, there's been a movie made about her father's campaign. And she's Mm -hmm. saying that it was like very inaccurate. Yeah. And the problem with that is that people, even though it says that it's um, based on a story and it's not all fact, people take it as fact. Yeah. Um, And
3: then she says. Which I don't
2: think I've ever heard her make reference to Game Changer. No. Or whatever that movie is called. No. Which we still need to watch that soon.
3: Well, I mean, do you mean like the Royal We? Because I have watched it.
2: The, the Royal We.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it, it was the first time, and like I was surprised, and then <laughs> I was then, more surprised. Here's the kicker:
2: <laughs> she talks about the movie Bombshell uh-huh. and how that's coming out, and which she has no interest in seeing it.
1: I have had a movie made about my family that was total garbage, complete <laughs> taken artistic license left and right, which a lot of people took as fact. And there's another yeah. movie coming out called Bombshell right now, which I also haven't seen, have no plans on seeing, mm-hmm. which I assume people have also taken some artistic license, on. given my relationship with women who work at Fox News. So I do think the problem with all these kinds of movies is sometimes it's not historically fact-checked in the way that it mm-hmm. should be, and the fiction becomes reality.
2: I There's too much, like... Chitter chatter around it, and I want them to just directly talk about it. And I, yeah, are you really not gonna watch it? That's neither what of you. Am,
3: that's what I was frustrated with when she said, I'm not even interested in seeing it because she's like painting it with the same brush as these other two things that she's talking about without knowing if it actually portrays the women in a positive way or not. Yeah. My takeaway. From based on what I've seen and what I've read, like the interviews and the reviews, it seems like it's a pretty positive depiction of the of the two women who kept the lights on. Yes. (laughs) Yes, there are creative liberties like they do make up some characters and stuff. But like, I don't think it's like a scathing portrayal of them. And it's been nominated for so many awards now. Yeah. But it's like, like, obviously, it's a pretty decent movie. Yeah.
2: Which also, this brings us to this interview that they did with John Lithgow that we didn't get a chance to talk about yeah. in our last episode, but he's the actor that's playing Roger Ailes in the movie. He came to The View to promote mm-hmm. the movie, which is sh- just shocking in general, that they, they're they like, <laughs> I guess like they, I don't know. Like, it's just like, you know that like they probably didn't want to- To have to
3: talk about
0: it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But he came to the show to talk about it. And uh, again, they kind of like- they do this interview with him, they talk about it, Mm -hmm. but they talk around it. And Abby's like, well, um, I was one of the women at Fox that kept the lights on.
0: (laughs) He's a very tough one to get right because he's complicated and he's a mix of genius, but a monster. I think if you hate Fox and you're Hollywood and, and liberal media, it, it makes Fox out to be the monster that people want it to be. And a lot of it is true. A lot of that happened. Um, but I mean, I'll be real. This is a hard. It was hard to watch emotionally. It's a roller coaster, imagine. and there were, there were players that were bad, and there were some of the strongest, hardworking women that I've ever worked with and learned from in my life that are still there, and they're the ones that keep the lights on in that building, and mm-hmm. they don't get enough credit for what they do. That are not bimbos that zip up a short skirt and stand in front of Roger. That actually got there and worked their tail off. That's the story. That is not fun to watch in Hollywood, but that's the story that continues. What I thought was
3: really um funny in that well one of the things in the interview with john was that it seemed like he knew abby was one of the women who kept the lights on at fox and also that she's like in portrayed in the movie it didn't seem like he knew either didn't know who megan was or (laughs) remember that she was on fox news because twice he was like well you know like people who worked at fox like you abby and megan was sitting there the whole time and he never addressed her working at fox and then at the end towards the end of the interview when megan spoke she was like you know i was there too i
2: also kept the lights (laughs) on like what was going on at Fox so there was like a massive power outage and Abby and <laughs> Megan it's like I picture them running on a hamster wheel trying I to am, keep yeah. the lights on like you know like, those
3: fla- the crank flashlights yeah. they're just there cranking, cranking it all night yeah shining
2: a spotlight yeah. and like they're like we're rolling we need lights and Abby is like shining her cell phone flashlight oh on God. it and she's like don't worry guys girls I've got the <laughs> lights <laughs> All of the women just running through the through the hallways at Fox. They have, like, the the generator Head emergency on. lights on. And they're just like, we've got to keep yeah. these lights on. That's <laughs> all I can think about. And, like, maybe that's the problem. And that's the story that Abby and wants that's to why, tell. And that's
3: why Abby's like, I know they're going to get it all wrong in this movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. First of all, there's too much lighting. <laughs> When it was I who was holding the flashlight that <laughs> had to keep the lights on <laughs> Megan Kelly's <laughs> face. <laughs> I was the spotlight operator for <laughs> Megan Kelly.
0: All All lights. Lights.
2: Let's do a final topic, which is this like Lizzo topic that also had everybody talking. <laughs>
3: The name on everyone's lips is Lizzo's ass. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because she wore a thong It was like, dress. she was wearing,
3: yeah, it was like, think of like assless, ch- if you haven't seen it, think of assless chaps, but like a, dr- like a dress style.
2: She went to a Lakers game with her ass out, is yeah. really the story. And people on the internet went crazy, and then the subsequent articles about how people on the internet went yeah. crazy. And then following that, the entertainment television news <laughs> shows talking about how people went crazy on the internet yes. about Lizzo's ass.
3: Yes. The internet is all of us right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lizzo's ass out at the Lakers game is a mood for 2020. <laughs> I'm trying to look at a pic of it right now. I do think she's wearing tights in this. Um, because you can see, yeah, she's wearing, okay, she's wearing a dress. Uh-huh. In the back, there's a big circle cut out mm-hmm. where her ass goes. Um, and she's wearing fishnet tights. There's a rip in it okay. on her ass and then a black thong. So her ass isn't technically bare.
3: No, she wasn't bare ass on like the cold seat.
2: I don't have like a strong opinion about no. it. I do think like it seems like kind of a dumb outfit to wear to a Lakers game. However, if you are Lizzo, yeah. It's like
3: Yeah, my like, like my first reaction was like, okay, but like it's not even about is it like for of course me, it it's was, inappropriate. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's is. What, my like, first reaction was like, yeah, it's not like you could like walk through into a store like that. You'd get yeah. in trouble. But then I was but like, if wait. you're Lizzo. But yeah, then it was like, wait a second. No, celebrities wear stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. They like, have their asses out all the time. They wear things that a regular person couldn't wear. So like, yes, this is the same as that. So why do we care just because it's Lizzo?
2: I do actually like Lizzo. I went to see her. Mm-hmm. However, I think... We are so, we are oversaturated with Lizzo at the moment. Yeah. Like, we need to calm down <laughs> with Lizzo. So I want to see if there's any good Facebook comments on the View's Facebook page about this topic. Okay, I don't know why this person went there, but <laughs> they said... Prue says, size has nothing to do with it. If that's how you would want your daughter to show up at your job-sponsored event, then I guess that's cool with you. If you teach your kids to wear what they want wherever they go, then that's cool with you. If you, that parent that doesn't see anything wrong with showing up to your kid's school in a nightshirt, then this works for you. (laughs) If you have no clue on appropriate attire, then raise kids the same way, have at it. But be sure to start your own business and have a place for them to work. Don't be mad when they watch less qualified promoted above them, all because they have common sense of what to wear. Hashtag dress appropriate. Hashtag promote common sense. Hashtag see her as your grown kid. Hashtag still cool with it.
3: Prue's comment. Period. (laughs) Prue's comment I appreciate because it's a callback to an earlier Facebook debate probably from like a year ago that was about what do you wear when dropping your kids off at school and people were like i'm i should be able to wear pajamas remember yeah i feel like Prue also remembers that and is now calling those people out one year later
2: i think she took it to literally to be about kids which often yeah. happens on facebook yeah. <laughs> Michelle says, I love Lizzo. I love her confidence. That being said, I think it was an inappropriate outfit to wear to a basketball game. Will replies, you must look up to strippers. They also have a lot of confidence. And then Michelle (laughs) responds to him and says, actually, yes. Yes, I do. I love it when people are comfortable in their skin that they're in. There's nothing wrong with being a stripper either. And then Joy responds to that and says... Joyce actually oh. responds to that and says Her life, her money Her business
0: <laughs> That's
2: true This person, Melissa Says, I feel like if it Were Beyonce, no one <laughs> No one would care They would praise her body and move On, but because it's Lizzo and she's Plus size, it's a huge deal No, if beyond, First of all
3: <laughs> No
2: Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce would never show up to a Lakers game with her ass out. Yeah. Never. So move on. (laughs) Next. (laughs) This person. And she does as she please. Don't like it. Don't look. Her thong is part of her character. An identifier. (laughs) Everyone knows Lizzo (laughs) by her thong. You see a thong and you're like, that's my girl Lizzo. So Lizzo. (laughs) Debbie, totally inappropriate. That cutout dress should be saved for the bedroom or a sleazy dance floor. Imagine that whole arena with buttless clothes on. I don't want to sit there after someone's privates could be exposed to the seat. Gross. Gross. I would get the seat where grandpa sharted and the remains were still evident that had to violate a dress code. Love that she got up to sing and dance. That element was cool.
3: (laughs) She's like, love the singing and dancing. (laughs) Miss me with that sharting.
2: Like I would rather, is she saying like, I would rather sit in a seat where grandpa farted and sharted. Then sit in the seat that Lizzo had her ass on, uh-huh.
3: but love the song.
2: <laughs> Dana, um, Dana has a system of judgment here. Showing butt checks, not good. Showing the top crack with thong, okay. <laughs> but not the entire butt checks, an entire backside of thong. Cheerleaders don't do things; their checks are covered that she should not have done go to a naked beach but not a game
3: (laughs) thank you diane breaking it down thank you for breaking it down and clarifying exactly where you stand things got heated in the in the facebook comments for this one leah said no shade thrown at lizzo as the saying goes just do you and she certainly does marcia responded That's why Trump is the way he is. People saying it's okay. It's you. Well, that head gets so big, not even she can tear down the monster. Leah said Trump was that way. He is long before he invaded the White House. (laughs) As for both Lizzo and Trump, I doubt they care what we think or say. Ivy comes out of nowhere and says, how about I pee on your mother's grave and and tell you to just do you?
2: Like, if I pissed on your mother's grave, would you still say, just do you?
3: Yes. That's exactly Ivy's point.
2: (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) I think that's the winning comment. (laughs) Okay, well, let's pee on our mother's graves and call it a day. Because just do you.
3: If your upstairs neighbors (laughs) pissed (laughs) in their toilet and kept flushing and broke (laughs) your bathroom ceiling, would you say just do you, Kevin?
2: Yeah, I would. (laughs) I just love her confidence. Okay, well, if you liked what you heard there, (laughs) stay tuned for our upcoming holiday spectacle.
3: Speaking of Peeing on
2: graves. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to piss on the grave of Homer. Yeah. Brett is coming over. We're going to watch Candace Cameron Bure's new holiday classic called Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a, a town <laughs> and Christmas. And we're going to talk about that. It's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. That's next. I don't know when I'm going to drop it. You never know. I may have already dropped it.
3: By the time you listen to this. It could have been dropped. Yeah.
2: I I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, guys. <laughs> you know how crazy we are here. Okay, so this has been fun. Marie, mm-hmm. have a great day. And take a little Thank time you. to enjoy.
3: The women who kept the lights on at Fox. Amen. <laughs> Hit the lights, Abby. <laughs> That's all folks, see you later. Job creator.
1: The hunt. C-O-P. C-O-P. please stop talking. We're
0: bringing Huntsman back. Yeah. We're right behind this guy who's right on track. Yeah. He rocks the awesome China policy. Yeah.